Narina, consumer inflation for July, um, as uh, we hinted uh, yesterday, you'd be taking a look at that for us. And it sounds like good news. Do tell us more. Indeed, lowest level in two years we got yesterday. So um, CPI numbers for July came out at 4.6% compared to um, a year ago. Um, and the market's expectation was slightly higher than that, about 47 or 48 There's certainly good news on that front. Um, the prior month in June, it was 5.1%. So now very close to the middle of the Reserve Bank's target range of 3 to 6%. So certainly good news from, from that front. Um, and I think quite a bit to, to, to be sort of happy about in terms of that because I think the decline in the inflation rate is, is, is quite broad-based. Um, so not only did we see um, quite a big drop because of a drop in the fuel price, which was very good for, for the inflation rate, but we also had our um, food inflation, which we know has been stubbornly high. That's come down quite nicely also. Um, and we've also, of course, had that interest rate cut in, in, in July. So from that perspective, quite a broad-based basis on, on which our inflation rate came down. Um, maybe just um, important to remember that when you say that the inflation rate is coming down. That doesn't mean that prices are coming down. It just means that the rate at which prices increase is slower than it was a last month or a year ago or two years ago. So um, we are still seeing increases in prices, but they are just increasing at a slower rate. So I think the contributing factors um, of especially things like the food inflation coming down is because of a relatively high base. But we also know that the, the major drought that we've had in the country was, was one of the big reasons for that. And we've certainly seen some good relief coming through, not just in terms of the drought, but also in terms of the feed through of, of um, food prices. So that was certainly for us quite positive. But then when we look at um, other factors that could influence the inflation rate over the coming um, months, and um, certainly to look out for is our fuel price. Um, the very nice cut that we had recently in, in July, the 60 cent cut, in fact, um, unlikely to be repeated. And in fact, in recent uh, weeks, we've certainly seen an increase in both the oil price and, and the rand. Dollar is not really sort of bringing, bringing positive moves to the market. So interesting to watch that for us for the next couple of months, although I think most analysts expect that we will now, um, barring any major shocks, remain within the Reserve Bank's target um, rate and, and probably will be sitting somewhere between 45 and 5.5% on inflation for the next couple of months and, and into 2018. So it's certainly good news on the inflation front. And uh, speaking of which, uh, does this lower than expected inflation increase um, the chances of another interest rate cut? And I know I'm being very optimistic, but <laughs> question worth asking, Narina. I think we certainly would like to, to think that it's going to, to, to increase those chances. <laughs> um, and, and I think there's, um, other than the potential uh, volatility that could still be brought about because of the RAND, Yes, I think a lot of our um, underlying factors are pointing to this moderate uh, inflation outlook and therefore does increase the chances of a rate cut. Whether we will see it as soon as September, I think that might be a little bit premature. I suspect the Reserve Bank would like to just wait for, for one or two more months.
needs to see, um, does it actually settle down? As I mentioned, to the fact that we've had an increase in the oil price um, in recent weeks means that there's certainly still uh, a bit of a risk. We're not going to see the cut in, in fuel prices in, in September. So I think they might want to just wait a little bit. We know that the volatility and the, and the sensitivity of the RAND um, that can change quite quickly certainly can be quite in, um, harmful and influential in our inflation rate. So maybe things uh, remain the way they are in November. We'll see that rate cut. Um, but it might actually, you know, if I, I think if the Reserve Bank is prudent, they probably would like to keep, as we say, keep some firepower dry and maybe just wait and see what happens from a political perspective between now and December and wait before they reduce interest rates further. Um, of course, we do need all help we can get to improve our economic growth. But we also know that, uh, you know, a reduction in interest rates is not going to massively increase our, our economic growth. Um, but who knows? Maybe they're feeling a little bit, uh, you know, to, to bring some Christmas cheer early and actually do give us further relief on our interest rates. Lorena, one thing, though, that uh, does not seem to want to come down is the Nasper share price. Up another 2.3% yesterday. I mean, how much further can it go and why is it so important to market watches? Well, yes, indeed. It uh, traded during the course of yesterday. It traded at just over that 3,000 level a share. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to put things into perspective, in on the 29th of December last year, so uh, less than a year ago, it was traded at cost the 2,000 rand level for the first time. So we've seen almost a 50% increase in that share price over the last eight months. Um, and even though it closed just below that 3,000 rand level, certainly a, a, a psychological milestone for investors. And really the reason why it is so important for market watchers and why um, we all focus on that is because of the size of the company compared to many of the other companies on the JSE. So Nasdaq is nowadays by far the biggest company in terms of the weight in the indices. So what we're referring to here is even though there are other bigger companies that are listed on the JSE, so companies like uh, British American Tobacco and even companies like Malcolm Bush, BHP Billiton and so on, when you look at the, the number of investors or shares that are readily available for South African investors to invest in, it makes it the biggest company on the JSE. And therefore, the, the fortunes of investors, or when investors perform very well, it certainly helps with the overall performance of our market. And then, of course, the converse is also true. When investors go through a bad patch or the share price drops, we often see that the overall index level also drops. So this, this obviously is an important factor for us to consider in our market, and uh, I think that, uh, many of our asset managers find it quite difficult to be fully invested in investors in terms of its relative size in the, in the index and in the market, um, but it is such a dominant force that one, you almost ignore it at your peril. But there's going to be a specific focus on investors tomorrow, so they have their AGM, and certainly the executive remuneration policy of NASPERS has come under increasing scrutiny in recent years. And the reason for that really is that, like many other executive remuneration policies, it is dependent in large part on the performance of the company and the share price in particular. But in the case of NASPERS, the majority of that company performance comes from a holding that it has in the Chinese internet company, Tencent.
And the argument goes that you cannot really reward a management team purely on the basis of performance that comes from its holding in another company, something that they really don't have much control over, and that its remuneration policy should be changed to focus really just on the aspects of the business that is within management's control. I think it is a, it's an interesting um, situation for us because this is certainly not the only company where this is coming under the spotlight, but because it is so big and because it's such a prominent player in our market, it's almost like this is going to be a, a benchmark case to see um, can the shareholder activists, um, the big shareholders, really influence the way that, that the executive looks at their remuneration policy and can we get better alignment between the interests of management and then, of course, the interests of shareholders in the company. Well, Narina, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much. Uh, Narina Fisser is advisor and strategist at ETFSA.